Welcome to the Ankler Hot Seat Podcast. I'm Tatiana Siegel, your host today with Ankler Editorial Director, Richard Rushfield. Hello and there. Ankler- Hi, <laughs> <Sorry>. Richard. <laughs> I didn't get to our guest number two, but that's okay. It's oh, Ankler sorry, contributor, Peter Kiefer. Hello. Hi, guys. <laughs> hey, please like and follow us wherever you listen to podcasts every day. And remember to subscribe today to the Ankler which the New York Times calls a hit Hollywood newsletter. Okay, summer is here. The masks are sort of off and the major tent poles are kind of landing. So most notably, we will definitely have Bob Chapik around much longer so that we can continue to to dissect his every move. So let's start there once again with Disney, whose board voted this week to give CEO Bob Chapik a three-year contract extension. That took some by surprise. Richard, you covered the move brilliantly in your column this week. Now that you've had some more time to digest this turn of events, what are your thoughts? Uh, well, first of all, I think let's let's let recognize the the big winner here of this move, which is uh, you and I, Tatiana, because last week <laughs> on the podcast, what did we we both gave it about seventy percent chance that he would be re-up just just a week ago. I, I gave it seventy five. I was the um, closest to the to the um, like Powerball lottery number. I think, or yeah, whatever. So, 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 <laughs> so uh, you know, most importantly, this is a big victory for you today. For you today to celebrate. But- yes, indeed. And I will enjoy talking about Bob Chapik for three years because <laughs> I have a feeling there will be plenty to talk about. And um, I kind of enjoy uh, his um, his sort of missteps and perhaps devil-may-care attitude when it comes to the Twitter and PR, you know, uh, maelstroms that surround him constantly. But yeah. Uh, so I mean that that was the point of my uh of 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 my column that uh the 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 media who covers it were all so sort of caught up in his scandal of the hour and and the the, the Twitter fights and um and 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 all these missteps that that we we kind of thought that that was what mattered to the perspective of the board and and um and you know if you if you if you had read the uh, coverage of, of the JPEG regime over the last year and a half, you would say, oh, my God, they're, they'll never uh, rehire this guy who Twitter is mad at. Um, <laughs> and as it turns out, um, that has very little to do with um, with, with why they re- re-up him. And what I, what I pointed out is like what we all miss is that in the in the in the aftermath of uh of covid and the studio going and he him being handed the studio one week before the covid shutdown um that that uh the ceo was really being graded on pass fail based based on like can you keep the studio if you can keep the studio alive for uh till we get to the other end of this you win you pass and and all the other stuff that we're that that we're talking about is just sort of background noise compared to that Background noise, indeed. And I think that that is probably the single biggest misperception in Hollywood is that the people who really, truly make the decisions, be it the Disney board or David Zaslav or whoever, they don't really pay attention or seem to care about the, you know, what the little ants are saying on Twitter. And 
everyone seems to get really caught up into it in the media. But um, those people, the only thing that really moves the needle and same goes for Netflix is if the stock price moves, um, stock price goes down. Now, with Disney, the stock price has been not great over the last year, but uh, during Chapek's first year on board as CEO. But um, that's with the across the board kind of, especially in the tech industry, across the board losses uh, with the stock price. So I don't think that I think they were like, well, you know, um, it's not great, but we'll we'll give them another three years to turn this ship uh, in the right direction. Sure. Yeah. And I, what, what, what I thought was interesting um, was the role that the political climate um, in the country has played in the board deciding to re-up Chapek for three more years. I I, I wrote a story, not for the Anchor, but uh, for Los Angeles Magazine. Um, How dare you? I know. I apologize. (laughs) I apologize, Richard. Um, uh, In which I analyzed... the uh, the politics and how Disney and JPEG were sort of unwittingly dragged into this culture war when he was feuding and still is um, with uh, Ron DeSantis, the governor of, of Florida. And um, he's been getting and Disney has been getting hammered uh, uh, for weeks and by various activists uh, online on Twitter uh, who are celebrating the fact that they, you know, they think that they've slayed uh, you know, the, the, the mouse house because, and, and they, and they, then they use it exactly what you said, Tatiana, the fact that the stock price is down so low as, as, as evidence that their campaign against Disney, um, has worked. But- it's working. Right. Right. That, that is definitely, uh, the takeaway. I think most on wall street would say it was the, it's the Twitter, um, it's a Twitter frenzy here, but yeah, I'm being sarcastic. Exactly. Exactly. But, but I, I would be curious to know, um, and, 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 I can't help but uh, imagine that the, the political scene um, may have part- participated in a way in the decision to re-up him because had they booted him, it would have uh, at least given the appearance uh, that the board was ultimately uh, yielding to these right-wing activists who have been calling for a Chapek's head. Now, I, 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 this is all this is my own speculation, but but I I, I am I, I do think the political um, fight that was uh, you know being raging for weeks uh, uh, had a small part in and Chapek's you know at least getting three more years because it would have been a very very bad look for them to boot him and then have these crazy right-wing activists start celebrating saying, Hey, look what we did this. Who's next. And so, um, we'll see. I think that, um, he's got, he's got, he's, it's, but he's not out of the woods. You know, these, these Florida Republicans are still very pissed off and these people online aren't going away. And you know, what's funny when we were first talking about, you know, three minutes ago, the, the activists on Twitter, I am actually thinking the sort of left-wing activists or the, you know, people who are mad at, his response to you know it, it's actually both sides both ends of the spectrum both were, sides would have claimed claimed that they brought him down exactly exactly like there there was the, the, it, and maybe the board was like we don't notice or care what all these people are saying all it, it really it's like if people start canceling subscriptions and wasn't it um netflix they were they supposedly were not 
at all affected by the Chappelle controversy, but they were by the cuties controversy, which people were canceling subscriptions over that. So, um, and then that affects the stock price. So unless like DeSantis is like, I'm canceling my Disney plus subscription and everybody should do the same. Uh, you know, there probably wasn't, maybe they were, maybe that's just not in my feed. I must not follow any right wing people on Twitter, but, um, uh, I, 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 I unfortunately do. And <laughs> the, the main protagonist is this guy, Chris Rufo, um, who's made this, his, he's turned Disney into his bet noir. He is, um, he has been out there he? about, uh, He's he he was actually a documentary filmmaker and then he turned um, into a, a full time political activist. I think he's got a job at the Heritage Foundation, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but he's actually emerged in, in recent months as an extremely um, powerful uh, a voice on, on coming from the right. And he's made going after woke culture inside corporations uh, his main target. And Disney is his big uh, test balloon to see if his, his activities and antics will work. He's celebrating the fact that they have. Um, Chapek getting re-up for three years, I think, might not be exactly what he had in mind and hoped for. Um, but, you know, these this, the, the politics of this situation is just so complex. And I think that the, the piece that I wrote was basically how unlucky Chapek got, because he got caught between an activist uh, group of employees and these crazy legislators in Florida who just were, and how do you negotiate between those two factions? Yeah, uh, I can't even imagine. Richard, what do you think? I think this is a real problem. I mean, it's, it's Disney is at the, uh, the, the bleeding edge of it, but it will be a problem for, for every entertainment company right now. And it's, um, you know, the, 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 the constant calls to boycott this state or that state, um, and as America becomes more and more fragmented, and uh, and 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 there's less there's less common ground. Um, there's going to be there's going to be calls on both sides to there's going to be calls from the from the employees to uh, to separate from from these states to boycott uh, certain areas, and and uh, there's going to be calls from the people in those places to boycott the. The companies and it's uh it's it's a really difficult situation how does how do, how these companies will navigate that well it it leads me to wonder um are other studios kind of doing this right we talk about disney and netflix a lot um yeah. and you know i'm thinking like we don't really talk about sony or um you know when we're talking about controversies and the twitter mob mad at some move, uh, you know, wh what's the difference or is it just that they're making movies that we don't particularly, you know, get excited about? I mean, D Disney is a big target just because it is such a known brand. And it's a, it, it, if, if you're on either side of it, it's a lot more fun to have a fight with Disney than say Comcast or discover, <laughs> discovery media. <laughs> um, it's just, it, because it, it's just such an iconic brand. So that's like a, that's that that's that's a fight worth having, and the others can sort of pass themselves off as like kind of entertainment ink, and just be sort of gray and faceless enough that nobody really cares about them, or certainly, you know, nobody even knows who run. You know, the, the, I don't see people. What about fall. Netflix? Though Netflix, we also you know that they they tend to step in it a lot with or get you know caught up in one controversy after another. 
Yeah, I mean, Netflix is another one that's become sort of an iconic brand. And also, because they're doing so much, they're they're out there pressing against certain limits and uh, and and uh, offenses in the in the, in the culture right now. Yeah, yeah, and I think that to your question, uh, I think it speaks to the relevancy of those two brands. The, to echo what Richard was was just saying, um, and um, in, in the case of Netflix, I think they internally their their culture has really gone far in trying to be uh, diverse and inclusive. And I think part of the reason why they're they've been stuck in this controversy is that you're, you're, they're, they're, they're having to square the fact that they're, they're trying to be like, I don't want to use the word woke. I'm so sick of that term, but they're, they, yeah, we're they, going to have to come up with another word. I know um, we, we really do, we, but, but, but internally their culture has really, really tried to be, to be wholly inclusive. And, and this, and, and, and yet they're at the same time, they get hammered um, for the Chappelle thing. And, and, and there's going to be, there's going to be plenty more that comes down the pipeline for them. So it puts them in a weird, odd position because it's like, you're trying to do the right thing. And yet when the content that you have, uh, is controversial, then you're held to somewhat of an even higher standard in this weird way, because our American culture is so, you know, out of whack right now. But, but Netflix to give credit where we're due, I mean, I think that is the the only statement by a CEO um, in favor of kind of uh, uh, diversity of speech came from Ted Sarandos, who made that made that statement to uh, to his employees a, a couple months ago, saying we're going to be having all kinds of people and all kinds of views um, on this on this platform, and if you don't like that, you should leave. And he, he made it made it very clear where he's going to be next time you say. Um, you know, we don't like something in the special, so you have to deplatform this person. And I don't, I don't think there's another executive in Hollywood who has taken a stand like that. Not yet. No, certainly not. Not yet. Um, and it is refreshing because, in a, I mean, I people will probably disagree with me for saying that, but it. I think that you get caught in this, like, if you have to uh, sort of worry about what everybody is going to think, you really can't create on every single, how many products do they put out a year? Like film, TV, whatever else they do. I mean, there's, you can't, you can't please everybody all the time. That's an obvious, um, you know, And and they have to please a lot of people every day. And they can't just be speaking to this tiny activist class. They have to, they, you know, I mean, I, I don't know the numbers of it, but, but you, you don't look at the, you look at the Netflix top 10 and it's these, it, it'll be Mark Wahlberg action films and some Adam Sandler thing. And it's not, <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's not the, uh, it's not it's the not what you Ga- think. It's not the Hannah Gadsby specials that are no, that are that are leading the, Ricky the Gervais stand up, right? Yeah. By the way, how did the Nick Ricky Gervais stand up do? Because that was obviously controversial. I don't know. I never saw. I never saw the numbers on that. But uh, I, 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 I'm a. Fan. I found it entertaining enough. They're probably very closely guarded because that will create another news cycle. If they're not going to put out the the press release that says this was the most watched comedy special 
you know, in in our history on a Tuesday night in Brooklyn after 10 p.m. or whatever the rest of that sentence would be. Um, so, yeah, like I, I think that they're probably going to downplay Ricky um, and any success he's had. But um, I, I do think, though, there's something about Netflix and Disney that's similar that the and it's not just success and largeness uh, and all that. Um, they they like to, in some ways, control the narrative. And when other people push back on that narrative, they kind of are like deer caught in the headlights. Like, whereas like when Sony, they're just not as aggressive at Sony or Paramount, Um, you know, Sherry Redstone. I I just don't see that same type of trying to um, kind of control the narrative. Do you guys agree? Either of you, Peter, Richard? There's this kind of Olympian perspective that they that that that, that they are uh, that, that that they preside over these great heroic stories and these and, and these iconic brands and they're not going to get in the mud and mix it up with every every uh, thing that comes along, you know. And the you could see the flip side of that where um, you know the for example the uh, the Ray Fisher. Uh, I, I think we talked about this last week, but the Ray Fisher um, charges against uh, against Joss, Joss Whedon, where uh, where where Warner's was sort of much too quick to engage every new charge and everything, and turned a turned what would have been a two week story into a two year story uh, because <laughs> of that. So I, I I think part of that is just is is stepping back. And letting these things blow themselves out and not giving more oxygen to every controversy that comes along, but but they definitely have a Olympian perspective. Yeah, and, and I would and I would just add um, that I, those other the other studios that you mentioned, Tatiana, I don't I, and I could be wrong about this, but I don't I don't feel like they are so are are are, are their internal cultures um, aren't as important or at least aren't analyzed as deeply and as seriously as the cultures inside Disney and Netflix. That's a great point. And I think that that for some reason, those two um, institutions have made their internal cultures uh, such of of such great importance that people like, you know, the press has, has latched onto this. And I think that for some reason that sort of pushes them up to a higher level of scrutiny um, and at times criticism when things don't go their way, um, you know, on, on some of the content they put out or some of the things, some of their executives say. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a really good point. And I think, um, yeah, you could say the same about Amazon, another giant, but like, I don't know anything about Amazon's internal culture other than the executives I know and talk to, like, it's not like, um, Netflix, where there are actual things that I can reference where they have, where Ted has said, you know, whatever he said about working long hours or, you know, it, it's very much, there's actually things you can reference about Netflix. And then Disney, it's sort of, you've got the the whole history of Disney. And, um, but yeah, I think it's like, it's like might makes right. And Amazon sort of um, is, on exile island if this was survivor where they're just kind of (laughs) you know but netflix and disney are definitely the two if this were survivor they're like the big threats and then everyone else is like those people who kind of fly under the radar 
Yeah, I think I think that's 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 very true. It's the it's a story people like to get into, and uh, it's 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 the enemy worth having, or the or the or the the uh, the fight that gets that gets tension in the way that others don't. Can you even imagine if like the Sony hack happened to either Disney or Netflix in 2022? Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> if like if, if like Ted Sarandos's email or Bob Chapek's email box or Bob Iger or whoever, like it it would just it would play out very differently. I think. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, I mean that is impossible to uh, the, the the I mean the earthquake that 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 would ensue if if all that were released is uh, unthinkable. Hopefully mm-hmm. they're uh, they're protecting their passwords over there now for their sake. <laughs> well, Netflix did have its uh, its hacking scare when remember um, Orange is the New Black, where they released the whole season, the hackers, and they held it ransom, and they had a few other series that right. were kind of hot at the time. But it was Orange is the New Black was the big one, and and um, um, I think it was the Dark Overlord who did that one, um, and that was kind of a big deal for a few months, and then kind of. They probably uh, ramped up their firewall, and uh, you haven't heard anything more since. But... Hey, wasn't there some script that was kidnapped that they were going to release online, or or they did release uh... online? <laughs> well, since it wasn't the Chappelle uh, comedy stand-up, uh, we <laughs> didn't hear much about it. But yeah. um, um, all right, well. You know, on to the next subject, which Disney once again sort of has a little part in this, but um, Disney kind of got in another PR uh, conundrum this past week when revelations came out that the company does not consider Planned Parenthood an acceptable charity for employee matching donations. Peter, you reported this story. Uh, Tell us about this and if Disney is any different than any of the other studios here. Yeah, the um, I mean, the, the gist of the story was that um, all these companies um, of that size have uh, these corporate matching gift programs where um, employees can can log on to an internal database and find various charities and nonprofits, and they can donate a certain amount of money, and these companies will then match that, or in certain instances, actually, you know, double it or triple it. Um, Disney, of course, has this. And in the aftermath of the very, very uh, explosive Roe versus Wade decision that came out last week by the Supreme Court, a number of employees logged on to try and find um, the, the, you know, the, the most powerful and important um, 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 uh, pro-abortion uh, advocacy groups and, and donate money to them only to learn that they um, could not, they were, they didn't meet the list of acceptable nonprofits and charities. So that ultimately caused, um, a, a, a bit of controversy inside a Disney Slack channels. Like I said, in the story were a buzz and there were, um, a lot of activity and it, it, it ultimately prompted us to take a hard look at some of um, the other nonprofits and charities that were on that list, which were quite weird and odd. Um, there were right, some, like you reported, there was there were some um, pro life or um, uh, anti choice organizations. Yeah, I called them pro life adjacent because it's there. They were sort of um, they, they definitely had sort of a, 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 they were affiliated with. If, if you looked at the language surrounding what their mission statements were, they seemed you know of a of a religious bent. 
and in certain instances were trying to they were there to help women uh, consult them out of having um, a, a termination or an abortion. Um, so, and there, so, so there was a number of those. And, uh, ultimately I think it was, it's, it, it sort of harkens back to what we were discussing before, which is that it was this, it's another tripwire for, um, JPEG and, um, his, you know, his team to not trigger another huge controversy, surrounding this but you know it, it again it gets back to this activist employee base that exists inside that company and, and and many other companies um but you know we saw what happened with with chapek where he was really pushed uh by his employees to make a make a make a, a, a public statement and reverse his position where he didn't really want to get into this don't say gay bill controversy in florida and then it, there was so much heat coming internally that he ultimately had to say something so this is another example where Potentially, it hasn't quite happened yet, and maybe it won't. But um, it's one of these very, very explosive political, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, the booby traps that are out there that 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 Chapek's going to have to deal with. And if, if it's not Chapek, it's going to be somebody else. So it's it, it gets back to this notion of of like uh, corporations can no longer stay on the sidelines um, of these big uh, cultural fights and. For now, at least, it seems the controversy has been been pretty, you know, uh, medium level at best. Uh, but this Roe v. Wade thing isn't isn't going away anytime soon. Well, back to the original uh, point here: Why was Planned Parenthood not considered an acceptable charity? Um, is it not? I mean, w- what was the mindset, or did you ever get a sense of? why they didn't deem it an acceptable charity when there are ones that are, um, you know, um, all kinds of acceptable charities that would be considered left-wing or pits off right-wing people or whatever. Why Planned Parenthood? Well, the the spokesperson, uh, all she would say was that, um, that the company has been in the process of reviewing its matching gifts program and, 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 quote, remains attuned to employee feedback is what I got. Whatever um, that means. Whatever that means. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, uh, as to why, I, I, I don't know. My, my best, I, I'll, we can guess, I, I think that Disney as a brand, you know, is typically really tried to stay down the middle of, of, of American politics. They really just want to stay out of this stuff. Um, so Planned Parenthood, for better or for worse, is, is I guess, in, in many people's minds on the right associated with um, sort of radical ideas about, you know, women being able to actually make decisions for themselves, which is crazy, obviously, um, <laughs> for, my, for me, clearly. But how um, dare they? Now, I will uh, two, two points to quickly add. One, um, uh, Netflix, I, I do know, I was able to confirm, does include Planned Parenthood um, on their corporate um, matching gift program list of acceptable uh, nonprofits um, and charities. But I do think we, it, it, it's worth mentioning that Disney um, did join other companies and, and they said that they would, put, they, were, they, they, they would promise to cover employee travel costs for their employees who needed to access care, uh, even in cases of, of, of wanting to have an abortion, uh, and fly them to states that would allow that. So like I, it's, 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 it, it wouldn't be totally fair to say that they've, they've gone onto the pro-life side of things at all. That's, that's, that's not the case, but it, it was peculiar that a couple of these, um, these, these charities and, and nonprofits that are working for women's rights were not 
available to their employees to donate to. Yeah. I mean, um, it, it seems pretty outrageous unless they, um, you know, had some strict rule, like it cannot be a 5013C, whatever, like, you know, the, I mean, like was the NRA, can you donate to the NRA if you so choose or? No, the NRA is not on their list. And, uh, we were, but that's we, also, that's not a, um, a charity, right? That's a lobbying organization. They like, do say right? yes. Yes. And, and, and so we were able to, we, we, we came into possession of some internal documents, um, that laid out, the criteria by which you can make the list. Now, it's it's the language is very vague, and it's 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 hard to divine exactly why a Planned Parenthood wouldn't have made the list. Uh, it, it, there is one bullet point that jumped out at me that made me think that maybe this was the reason they weren't able to get on that list, which was that they were a, a, a political advocacy group that that donated to various causes and various politicians. Again. The language that Disney put out there for the for the for this was 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 hard to ultimately evaluate. Um, but I, my best guess is that they thought that the Planned Parenthood was just too political, quote unquote, um, for 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 them to include them on the list. But I wouldn't be surprised if that changes because you know they're, they're they're again we've seen their employee activist base has a lot of sway and a lot of power inside that company. So. Um, if things go the way that we saw with the don't say gay bill in Florida, all of this might change. Well, you know, it's, it's kind the, of, oh yeah, go ahead, right. Richard, jump but in. It's please. kind of the drift of the, the last few years that traditionally and, and, and in the last, last few decades, um, corporations and, and Hollywood have, have, have just, have, have, have just been given a lot of leeway to do whatever they needed to do to make money to, and that, and, and that played out in all sorts of ways, from making deals with uh, uh, with 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 unsavory countries, or doing uh, you know going to great lengths to uh, to form partnerships with China, to paying out all kinds of payouts for bad behavior on the part of their executives, and it was just uh, Hollywood corporations were just given a a, a big pass from having any kind of. Uh, principles beyond doing what they, they they need to do to make money and there's and there's this expectation and, and now we've entered an era where there's an expectation that our studios behave in ways more resembling what standards of behavior that we would like to see or values that uh that 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 the community in general holds um and that's that's a huge change for the studios i i, I actually interviewed a um an expert who wrote a book on this on, on the topic of corporate activism. And he made a very interesting point that I wanted to share, which was that um, part of the reason why these corporations are being held accountable in ways that, that seems different to us and that the Richard just uh, illuminated is that um, people are, have lost faith in the, the government and our elected officials to enact change in the way that they want. So they're turning to other entities um, like corporations, like their employers, to ultimately take a bigger role in ultimately shaping society in the, in the direction that they want. And so I think his, this, this gentleman's point was, was that um, when, it, when, when, when faith in the structures that were supposed to ultimately help determine policy and the way society functions fails, you start looking for other people and other uh, institutions to help solve these problems and for better or for worse these media companies and these fortune 500 companies are going to be held accountable in ways that they're probably not used to 
Well, what about just allowing the employee to donate to any charity they want, as long as it's in good standing and as a 501c3 and, um, you know, isn't on a terrorist watch list, like you can't give to Hezbollah, but you could give to anything, even if it were kind of gross and like, uh, you know, like that's sort of like a private decision of a, of an, of an employee. And it seems to me like the best way is just as long as they're in good standing and it's, uh, it's a charity, then do whatever you want and we'll match it because it's a little sort of perk for the, for the employee that we're going to back your, uh, whatever you want to do. Um, it, it just makes no sense to me that they would even ban an organization from their accept acceptable charity list. Um, that, you know, uh, unless it had some actual problem. Agreed. You're making way too much sense. Tati. <laughs> Uh, yes. Um, I mean, the, la- the, the last way- thing—the last thing that they want to do—is get involved with deciding what's what's a real charity and what's not. They, they like so any, anything that pushes them back from having to make those kind of calls. Right. Um, you know, well, that's yeah. no, it's actually easier. Like it, it, there is a like you're in good standing or you're not. Like a, yeah. it's like and and there are a few charities that are actually have been moved to terrorist watch lists. Um, you know, like I, I joke Hezbollah, but like there are other ones there, there probably are even pro-life ones that have in the, that have had, uh, you know, like said funky things that, uh, you know, people considered threatening to employees of, a, an abortion clinic, for example. So I think that as long as you're not on a terrorist watch list and you're, um, you know, in good standing, it should be, that should be fairly simple to figure out. Yeah. I, and, 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 and I, I, while I, while I agree with you, I'll play quickly, just play devil's advocate is that the, 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 the tribalism that's, that's been created around American politics and, and the ferocity of the yeah, like pick a side, like this whole and, pick a side. And there's no, and, and, and the collapse of the middle in our country has, I, look, I don't. I, I, I guess my point is that that I don't envy these companies and these boards and these CEOs to ultimately have to make these calls because that's ultimately not what their mission is, and that's not what corporate America's mission has been is to have to sort of decide what side of these fights these companies ultimately have to land on. And I always go back to, you know, the famous Michael Jordan quote is that you know he never he, he stayed out of politics and he said Repub- Republicans buy, you know, the sneakers. sneakers too. Yeah. yeah. So. But that 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 what doesn't fly anymore, and that's just the reality of the moment that we're in. And I just don't see that changing. But I, again, I, I I totally agree with you, Tatiana. But I also sympathize with some of these these CEOs because these are tough calls to make. And, and by the way, you found that it wasn't just uh, Disney that was sort of um, you know had some skeletons in its closet when it comes to um, optics on Roe v. Wade's being overturned. Correct. Yeah, no, no, no. There's, there. I mean, there. It, it, everyone is is is, is going to be held accountable on this on this topic. It's 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 so explosive, um, and the, the 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 passions are running so high that any any money that has been donated from a corporation to a politician that was uh a, a, you know supportive of a bill um, that or, or 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 was it was part of an organization that was anti 
you know, the 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 the, the played against Roe v. Wade. I, they're, they're, it's it's the, this 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 one is going to cut so deep for all of these for all these companies and all these CEOs, and they're all just sitting on you know they're just trying to tiptoe through a minefield. Hmm. Well, good luck with that. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> corporate America and corporate Hollywood. Um, okay. So, um, finally we're, we'll talk about the iPhone, which this year is 15 years old. Um, it was 15 years ago that Apple introduced the now ubiquitous product, um, that, has changed all of our lives for the good and probably the bad. Um, what Richard, um, what do you remember, uh, in terms of life before the iPhone? I mean, you weren't looking at your screen every second of the day. You could, you could, you could stand on a, a line for coffee or, or walk down a street, uh, or, or, or something without, without being needed to entertain. You, you didn't, you didn't think when you watched a TV show that, Oh, I need something else to entertain me while I watch this TV show. And you could, you could, you could, uh, you, you had an attention span that could get you through a 22 minute, uh, sitcom episode bef before this. And now it's, uh, you know, the, the idea of what entertainment is has just been completely exploded and broken down um, by just the ubiquity of just having, not just having screens in our hand, but you know, go 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 to any restaurant in America and just look around what anyone in the restaurant is doing at that, that moment. They're all sitting, they're looking at their screens, and um, and they're and and the 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 idea that uh and uh, you know if we we talk about the hollywood perspective it the this this is what people want and this is what people are acclimated to these little snippets these videos where production quality is not does not matter we're still we're storytelling and building character arts are and 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 all these things that we think of are, are just not part of the experience and it's just very personal and direct and short and and let me and it, you just the the big the the giant question for Hollywood above all else is how is our big formal entertainment productions going to survive in a world where this is the norm and this is everywhere? Yeah, and um, I remember I joined the Hollywood Reporter in two thousand three. Peter, I think you were there already. I was. I was. <laughs> And it was in 06 that the iPhone came online. I I still had the BlackBerry for probably another two years, I think, or two, three years. I think it was like 08, no, 09 that I got the first iPhone. But I really missed the BlackBerry. I don't know what happened to that thing, but that was like that was a superior product in a lot of ways. And by the way, you cannot hack a BlackBerry. That's what but you still see people with like very important people like former president Obama with a BlackBerry, like they, they can't be hacked. So um, I don't necessarily think it's been for the better that everyone is sort of like everyone in America. Cause by the way, I, I was just in Paris and nobody was on their iPhones. Nobody's walking down the street and you'll see it in Spain and you have to report back to us, Richard, that, that, that you just don't see it anywhere, but America where it's at constant, 
wasn't interfacing with the thing, but I um, missed my file effects. Now that you remind me, <laughs> what was, that was, was that like a Palm pilot? It, it, the file effects, it was like the little binder you had where you, you got little inserts, like one for your address book, one for your calendar. And then you could have another one that like just kept track of recipes or all the people on your soccer team or, or whatever it was that was. Oh, that sounds intriguing. Everybody um, carried around file effects and, in the uh, early '90s in in Hollywood, yeah, I, I I have to admit I've never owned an iPhone. I, I I'm I'm a Google Pixel guy uh, for the moment at least. But I I do have two quick points to make. I um, we'd be remiss not to mention the fact that you know movies are now being shot like Tangerine, which is the famous one, totally on iPhones. Yeah, um, and Soderbergh and- did it too for a movie or two. Right, right. Um, but to the point about the impact that it's had and some of the negative negativity surrounding it, um, I remember reading a um, an interview with Jennifer Egan, who wrote um, a, a number of great books. A Visit from the Goon Squad was the one that made her famous. But she she mm-hmm. briefly dated um, Steve Jobs before she became a pretty famous novelist. And I remember reading a profile of her, and the the the, the writer asked her about her relationship with Steve Jobs and asked him and she and and she had a very i thought a very telling comment she said i th- she thought that steve jobs would probably be very very upset in many ways about the impact that this product had on on culture at large that he that he ultimately didn't want to create this addictive product that that we that we're seeing play out in ways that disturb definitely parents i'll tell you that for sure um, but that, I, I think she, her point was very, very, it stuck with me for some reason was that he was not trying to create something that ultimately ended up being this, you know, this obsessive thing that we're all just staring at all the time. Um, so it, it, it I just, I, I it, the intention may not ultimately have squared with what the product ultimately became, which I think is, is, is worth mentioning. Yeah. And by the way, that addiction is not going away, even if you take away the product, because I remember um, when UTA got hacked a few years ago, I was at a party and um, I noticed that several agents from UTA were holding an iPad and like holding an iPad, like it looked so weird and awkward. Like, and I was like, what, why are like, you know, the way publicists, when they're checking people in as guests at the party, I was like, why are you holding? And they were like, oh, our iPhones had to be confiscated and we had to turn them in because they had the bad things. We're all on iPads right now. And I'm like, like, you're walking around with that, you know, 12 by eight thing and in your hand, it just, it's like, can't you just get off of it for a little while? And, uh, but I don't think people can now. Right, right. Well, and, and, oh, I had a, 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 a for a brief second, I, I was around pitching a TV idea for um, a moment, and one of the things was it was a telltale sign is that the thing wasn't going well is when the executives you were pitching to grabbed their iPhone and started scrolling. So I think for uh, many screenwriters, when the when the iPhone is grabbed, it means you're in big trouble. That was the most telling. Richard's doing it right now. No, it was the most telling part of the. Uh, of uh, that Cassidy Hutchinson uh, testimony at the January sixth uh, uh, committee, Hearing. they yeah. um, that uh, when when she talked about how you know the the capital was being overrun, people and, and people were saying there there'll, there'll be blood on your hands if you don't do it. How Mark Meadows, the chief of staff, had just sort of retreated into scrolling on his iPhone because he uh, just. Uh, 
disappeared into that rather than doing anything. It's the perfect symbol of our times. Indeed. I remember seeing something in a magazine story about how if aliens had landed on planet Earth in 2006 and they sort of watched humans interacting and then left the planet, came back 15 years later, they would think like something was you know, dramatically wrong with us. Like they, they, they're <laughs> like mentally right. ill. <laughs> they would be right. <laughs> and who knows, maybe it's happened. Um, uh, so should we, do we have time to, to, to touch on CAA buying ICM um, and that deal closing uh, this week? Or do we care? One, one less agency. Uh, I, I, should, should say this. I'm, I'm, I'm broadcasting today from the ICM building in, in, uh, in, in century city. So, uh, honoring the, 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 the great agency that passes from us today. So you need to be careful what you say. Is that what you're saying, Richard? I probably monitored. Uh, I, well, I, 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 I did some reporting on that last week and, um, uh, you know, I think the, the thing that I'm hearing right now on that topic is um, what CA ultimately does as they try and fold in the agents that ultimately came. Now, the, the, we've reported and many other outlets have reported that um, many agents are leaving and many super high level agents from ICM are not joining up. And there's been a, a lot of hay made about how the, the offers that CA's triumvirate of principles have tried to lowball these agents um, and to weed out, to potentially weed out the ones that they only want and the ones they don't want, but set themselves up for um, an IPO down. I, I, I would imagine in their minds, hopefully soon, the market probably will determine that it's going to be a little bit longer than they think. Um, so it'll be interesting to see in the next few weeks, I think, um, I'm, we, we've heard a number of the ICM agents who have agreed to come over and some who haven't might be starting their own outfits, but you might see a, 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 a new birth of uh, management companies uh, being announced in the next few weeks uh, because of this deal. And I don't think the disgruntlement that has surrounded this deal, even from the outset is going away anytime soon. So that's, that's, there's going to be, there's going to be, there's definitely going to be more to come from this whole thing. Um, and people, aren't happy with Silverman, Chris Silverman, and people aren't necessarily very happy with the CAA principles about the way they've handled this whole thing. Hmm. Well, in lieu of a moment of silence for the mighty fallen agency, um, we can just end it on a um, quickly. Tell me what your entertainment plans are for the 4th of July holiday, Peter. I'm going to be on um, a boat in the middle of a harbor in the middle of Maine. Uh, so I'm going to be with your iPhone. <laughs> I'm, no, my, yeah, exactly. Staring at my iPhone. Uh, no, my my. There's there's not a movie theater around me with within 30 miles. So uh, my Wi-Fi is pretty weak here. So I'm blissfully going to be on a boat and out in the woods doing sort of weird activities that I do during the summer. I'll be Richard. 
I'll be You're going honoring, to see Top Gun for the third time? Yeah. Be uh, honoring our nation's independence at uh, Anime Expo LA, which uh, which which happens this bit. My my uh, my ten year old is a big anime fan, so we'll be we'll be going to look at all the uh, all the weird little cafes and everything at the at the expo in the convention center this weekend. Hmm. Well, that sounds fun. Uh, well, I just got back from Nantucket, so I'm sort of regrouping for a minute and maybe trying to pull off together uh, very quickly a three-day trip to Canada, because like, where else better to celebrate Independence Day than another country, right? Right, right, absolutely. Just, just make sure you come back, please. <laughs> yeah, but it'll be like you, Peter, like very nature-y, kind of like a lake where, um, you know, you get like maybe one bar of Wi-Fi if you're lucky. And, uh, you know, that, and that's kind of actually uh, I'm, I'm liking that. So um, I'm looking forward to a little bit of uh, downtime for three days. And uh, we'll be back next week with uh, another exciting podcast. Um, and everybody have a very happy, healthy, and safe 4th of July. Take care. Thanks, guys.